You're tuned into the Coin Gamma Podcast, and I'm your host, Fritz Charles. This podcast is about the emerging blockchain and cryptocurrency space. We explore topics that discuss how this emerging technology impacts the world economically, politically, and socially. Every episode is jam-packed with the knowledge you need to know how to leverage this new industry. Whether you want to launch a career in it or you want to become a better investor, this is the place to be. Visit us on CoinGamma.com to sign up for our newsletter. We share all the top blockchain news that you need to know. If you're new to the blockchain, we will walk you through everything you need to know in order to become an expert. Sign up for our webinars where we break down a blockchain-related topic in depth. Again, that's CoinGamma.com. You are about to bear witness, my friends, to one of the greatest technological advances in my Welcome, everybody, to the CoinGamma show uh, where we break down blockchain, crypto, technology, investing. Um, like I mentioned, this season we're going to try some different formats. We're going to do shorter episodes where we deep dive into certain projects. And this week, um, we're going to dig into this project called Link, which is super hot. It's probably the hottest coin of this year. Um, in addition to the new format, um, we're going to bring in experts. And so on this episode, we're going to introduce a blockchain expert that you'll probably hear um, a few times at least in this um, during this season. Um, he's going to be a recurring, a recurring guest that's going to help us break down some of these projects in, in more detail. Um, you know, this show is a show where we want to, you know, introduce people to crypto, engage people that are already into crypto. Um, obviously, crypto has a monetary lean to it. And so, you know, we want we, we all want to make money. We want to do well. But we're not one of these shows that we're going to just say, oh, these coins are going to moon and all kind of stuff. So we, we like to dig into their technology. We want people to understand what they're investing in if they choose to be invested in. And with that, you know, I'd like to introduce Kofi of Ofori Ansa, multifaceted individual, um, uh, you know, come from a very top institution, uh, Cornell University, has a lot of cool work experience, is into the is into the arts, media, uh, worked at some of your top brands, you know, my favorite channel, ESPN. Um, he's a fitness guru. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, for you guys that have been eating the wrong way during quarantine, you may want to reach out to him uh, for tips on that side. But yeah, I, I won't do his introduction justice, man. Kobe, first off, thanks for take, uh, taking the time out to be part of the show. Tell me more about you. Like, who's Kofi? Where are you from? Uh, what you been doing? Um, and then obviously, how'd you get into block? Chris, appreciate you having me on the show, my brother. Um, yeah, so my name is Kofi Oforianza. Um, I'm a New York native. Uh, of Ghanaian descent, as you could right, probably tell up. by my name, right, right. I initially got into the uh, the world of crypto based off of my my background and expertise um, with technology um, and a passion for it that I developed from a young age. So, sure. coming out of high school, went to Cornell University, have a BS in operations research and industrial engineering. Some some experience within media technology in the sports realm. Sure. Specifically with ESPN um, for a five-year tenure um, with Major League Baseball, Major League Baseball Network, rather, um, sure. still within the engineering realm. And then um, afterwards, I found myself um, working with within the uh, SaaS uh, platforms within startups in the city for some time. You know, but while I was doing that myself, I was actually developing a couple of businesses 
on the back end, primarily one, my fitness business, which you alluded to earlier, right? Sure. Um, called uh, SOTBG. Um, and then secondly, AMN, which is a content production company. Okay. And so that's afforded me the opportunity to kind of explore different spaces for the most part. Sure. And BA now on the uh, content production side is I see you, you you did some cool projects with some 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 I mean for folks that are into sports like uh, 35 ventures is that is that uh, Kevin Durant's outfit correct correct okay so that's, uh, Rich Kleiman and Kevin Durant okay um, it's their uh, imprint that they uh, started while Kevin Durant was uh, still back in Golden State um, sure actually they've leveraged that to a larger extent um, looping in Jay Williams um, and having partnerships with ESPN at a certain sure. time. At a certain point last year, my, my production company, we were actually working with 35 Ventures to produce content for NBA All-Star, um, their flagship show, The Boardroom, um, which is featured on ESPN. So um, that was an excellent opportunity to kind of see where the transcendence or the convergence, rather, of uh, sports, media, and technology actually met. Um, for sure. And it gave me a, a good entrepreneurial perspective on what that actually entails for the future, you know? Um, so. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So that's super cool. So on the side, you started developing an interest into uh, blockchain and crypto. Um, like what attracted you to it? And, and kind of what was your journey there? Strictly on, this, on the crypto on the side side. Right. I remember the first time I actually found out about uh, crypto and, and Bitcoin and blockchain, like most people, it was on uh, Reddit or some backend internet forums back in 2008 or nine after the financial crash. And, um, you know, my approach was very whimsical and uh, fleeting at the time. Um, of course. I looked at it as just internet geek money or collectible that uh, was a, a seeming store of value that couldn't be attributed to anything at the time. Sure. Um, then... Uh, as time went on, the reality of the situation as far as what crypto meant for uh, use on the dark web became evident. And so we all know the, the, the story with Silk Road and how uh, that was a uh, avenue for scamming and illicit trafficking of, of course. types of items and whatnot. And so it, in the back of my mind, Bitcoin and, and crypto was still relegated to that realm of, uh, you know, just shadiness or, or back business, right? But I'd say around the time of 2016, 2017, I started to seriously catch wind of what was taking place in that space. Um, and ironically, I was still working as a, uh, a client support engineer at a startup called Sail Through sure. um, in Manhattan. And it was during that time that I started to see peripheral information regarding crypto and how it's becoming increasingly popular and just the buzz started to generate. And so as I actually began to transition out of my role there, um, I made it a point to myself to seriously start to take crypto uh, a little bit more serious, but also sure. to allocate investments to it at that time. And then as you know, going into the fall of 2017, that's when the big bull rally with Bitcoin. Uh, began. Sure. So I was privileged to actually get a a hint of that and get a taste of that, but then also link up with you, obviously, through um, your cousin and, and my friend, uh, Gregory. And yep. that was uh, kind of where my, my interest and my enthusiasm was edified. And then from then on, it was just- uh, That was beautiful, man. Right, so well, uh, now I, I, well, thank you for that, because I, I, first of all, awesome background. 
Secondly, thank you, um, thank you for that because at the time, you know, obviously I kind of kicked off this podcast right around that time, 2018, the whole thing crashed. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, everybody was like, you know, you still talking about that crypto stuff? Like, right, yeah, right. What, what's going on? So respect to you for kind of staying, staying true. Um, but like over time, it seemed like you transitioned just from like, I mean, like everybody else, I think it became like a social interest and a financial interest. But it seems like you've kind of dug into like the technology. Right. And so that's mm-hmm. kind of what you spent a lot of your time since 2018 kind of learning and digging into. Absolutely. So obviously the financial incentive and interest, that's the main motivator for most people when they start to look at crypto, right? Because of course the, the initial gains and promise of uh, financial success are, are very um, enticing. Um, sure. As after the crash, um, me and one of my buddies, um, shouts to Derek Bass, um, another Cornell engineer, um, sure. maintain the, uh, the flagship of, of our enthusiasm in our circles and, began to just really delve into the intricacies of, of crypto and the space, but then also exploring the actual applications of blockchain and how it's pertinent to the, the growing industry of, of finance, of technology, of commerce, of uh, security, everything. Yep. So we, we were just inundated with all this information that um, really was seemingly overwhelming at the time, but then looking back on it, um, it was still baby steps, you know, um, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. That's what I call the the rabbit hole. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like you start right. a little bit, you crawl a little bit, and you start digging into some more. Then, you know, you end up you end up hooking. You follow the news and kind of get get on it, man. That's what's up, man. Well, appreciate that. Um, for the listeners, like I said, Kofi's gonna be um, a regular, um, you know, contributor to the podcast. So you know, we'll learn more about him uh, as the season goes on. Um, but like, yeah, let's let's dig into to to link. Link is the hottest crypto out right now. Um, Absolutely, it's it's number eight um, in the uh, market cap rankings, uh, right? So that's it's not it's not easy to get into the top ten. Um, it's up two hundred and twenty six percent on the year. Correct. Um, it's trading right now at about seven dollars and forty cents. Well, actually, seven dollars and eighty seven cents. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's 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 hot. It's hot. And again. We, we all we 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 cover the financial side, but also we're not into the pumps. You know what I'm saying? We you know invest on 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 your own devices, but we want if you do choose to invest, we want to offer we want to educate you as to why it, it could be a good idea to invest. Or if you choose to invest, like what, what where it come from, what the, the the information, what the uh project does, and so that's kind of why we want to break it down, man. But yeah, so like in Europe, like. What is Chainlink? Like, what does it do? Why is it hot? Like, what's like, why is everybody talking about it, Kofi? Um, Chainlink has actually been pretty popular since the since the beginning of 2019, I'd say. Um, and speaking bluntly, it's essentially one of the more revolutionary uh, blockchain projects and crypto sure. um, projects that have been out there um, since the inception of crypto. Um, because primarily Chainlink has solved an issue which has kind of plagued the uh, blockchain community for some time um, with regard to information transfer and data security and whatnot. So from a layman's uh, standpoint, uh, Chainlink essentially represents what's known as an Oracle solution, right? So within the concept of blockchain, um, 
you can consider a blockchain as a closed system where uh, information is essentially uh, manipulated and stored, right? Um, the concept of an oracle is a methodology or a, an agent which enables data to actually transfer in and out of a blockchain, right? Sure. So if it's a, to use a parallel that people might understand, like blockchains are almost like websites um, and it's hard to connect two websites together unless you have an API. Correct. So this is almost like an API where you could kind of pull in data. Like for instance, CoinGamma is a website that has crypto um, information. I can pull in market data from CoinMarketCap into my website using a API. So Correct. is that kind of like a, a little bit of a metaphor? Absolutely, right. So the ubiquitous or I guess popular uh, you know, analogy that's used within the crypto world is that Chainlink is actually the internet of blockchain, right? So sure, sure. That, um, let's just expand on the, the analogy a little bit more. We could say Bitcoin is actually like the computer in itself, right? Sure. You're able to store, to store a value, able to store ones and zeros and um, utilize that as a, a stagnant or stationary uh, methodology of, of data aggregation, right? Then we take it a step further, we say, the next most popular project, Ethereum, is actually like the operating system, right? So yeah. Ethereum enables um, applications to be built on um, computers, which enable you to actually do different things, um, initiate different processes and whatnot, right? Sure. Anyway, comes in as what you alluded to as the internet or the connecting mm -hmm. web between various different computers that have different applications on them, right? So. The, the main solution that, uh, or main problem that Chainlink was solving was the decentralized Oracle problem in which um, these Oracles, which represent these connecting points into blockchains needed to be one reliable, but then also ubiquitously um, secure because part of the, the uh, enticing or beneficial element of blockchain is that it's highly secure, right? But if sure. entry points into the blockchain are no longer secure, then you have a possibility for having bad data going into the blockchain, right? And then right. The data coming out, right? So um, within the, the realm of blockchain, we, we have what's known as smart contracts, right? Right. Um, so we, uh, again. Yeah, no, no, for sure. It's just for folks that, that don't know, smart contracts, basically Ethereum kind of was the first project to introduce smart contracts. Smart contracts are are basically instructions that are coded. Um, so like a regular, just to use a regular example, um, I can go to the corner, like a regular contract for it to be executed, a person would have to kind of help it execute. So like I could go to the corner store, the bodega, give the gentleman at the counter a dollar and he could give me um, chapstick or, or gum or something like that. A smart contract version of that would be a vending machine. Like I could just put a dollar, I could put A4, if that corresponds to whatever I'm trying to buy, put in the dollar, and then the system is already going to know based on my input, the output should be give him chips, give him gum or whatever it is, right? And so Ethereum is a digital blockchain version of that. And so that introduced a whole nother level to um you know blockchains because like bitcoin was kind of almost like a dummy blockchain it's not really much you could do other than be a currency a stored value transfer 
but like Ethereum opened up the whole world to all these other projects. And what um, what it seems that Link is able to do is able to bring that on another level because it's able to the input the inputs into the blockchains the smart contracts are infinite. Therefore, the smart contract the power of the smart contracts are also become more infinite. Correct. Correct. And so as the the size of the blockchain and the size of the, the, the smart contract uh, landscape continues to grow, um, there's a necessity to not only have large amounts of data come in and out of the blockchain, but the ability to manage and handle that data needs to be reliable, secure, and then um, essentially completely decentralized, right? And so what Chainlink um, is doing, it's, it's the middleware agent between these data sources. So any source of uh, real world information that you do have that you want to connect into the blockchain or, or integrate into smart contracts, Chainlink serves as the intermediary between that and then vice versa. Um, no, I love it. I love it. So here's the thing. So obviously one thing that turned people off to crypto and blockchain after that 2018 thing is that we had so many projects, so many ICOs, so many promises mm-hmm. and like, for the most part, the majority of the projects are kind of still stuck in this almost like I would like to call it academic phase. Right. You're just thinking talking about theory, right? Right. Um, obviously, Chainlink sounds powerful, but like, what makes it not theoretical? What are some like real potential use cases yeah. uh, when it comes to this? It's seemingly almost endless at this point, um, just given the fact that the space of uh, blockchain and crypto is. is continuously growing, but um, you can look at instances of, you know, weather data, retrieving weather weather data to, you know, calculate um, insurance premiums, um, sporting event results, um, kind of, kind of create a uh, environment. That's interesting because like sporting events obviously are almost like contracts that are based on scores or you could bet on, you know, the amount of home runs that a player might have. Right. So like, but you, that's, there's data around that. And so if you can insert that, then you don't have to have the, you don't have to depend on FanDuel or something like that. You could have something that's decentralized. DraftKings or anything like that, right? And that process for them becomes that much more seamless where um, data storage, data aggregation and validation um, is handled at a much swifter uh, rate, you know? Um, then you look at uh, location data to supply, uh, supply chain tracking, right? Or, or retail bank payments, um, as far as like transactions that are occurring between uh, different uh, banking firms and, and financial sure. institutions. Like it's, it's, it's almost as any, any, any realm where you could associate the internet with as a point of value, you should look at Chainlink in that same capacity. Mm, interesting. No, I hear you, I hear you. So yeah, that's, 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 that sounds amazing. Um, now what, are there any like companies, like real life, large companies that people might've heard of that are, you know, testing Chainlink, talking to them or trying to like look at this technology at all? Just a few, just a couple. Um, there's this small company called Google. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, they partnered with Chainlink uh, actually back in June of last year, 2019. And that's actually one of the, the, the major partnerships that started to get um, Chainlink, it's uh, notoriety within the, the world of blockchain. Um, Oracle, um, which is not to be confused with the actual 
sure data oracles that right right uh, link and, and blockchain utilizes but oracle the actual um telecom and data company um there's other smaller blockchain projects like matic network um synthetic reserve um you know the list is is, is almost i don't want to say endless but every two three weeks it's growing at a sure. rate you know um so it's Chainlink has established itself as a, a behemoth um, for sure going into 2020 and definitely going into 2021. It's going to be crazy to see what it does um, from an adoption standpoint. No, I hear you, man. Um, that's what's up, man. I think um, it sounds super impressive. So if you're listening um, and, you know, I'm becoming bullish again. We don't we don't give investment advice, but this is something to definitely look at. And if you do choose to invest, um, you know there are a few places where you can check it out. It trades on Binance. Um, I know it trades on Coinbase Pro. What are some other spots where you could get it? Uh, Huabi, Kraken. Um, depending on where you are in the world, uh, of course. UPC. Um, there's uh, Bitmex. Uh, Bit okay. uh, Gemini. There's, there's, there's a ton yeah. of different, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll link, we'll link to that in the show notes. Uh, but yeah, that's, I think we hit a lot of the, a lot of the exchanges that have a lot of value and that a lot of our listeners probably have counts on already. Um, so that's what's up. And it can't be the, this sounds too, even though it sounds novel, it sounds a little bit too obvious for this to be the only platform that does it. So is there any other platform? Because if you think about all these cryptos, I would, I, I would argue like for every crypto idea, there's like 20 of them that are trying to do the same thing. There's probably like five to 20 privacy tokens. How many big, how many Bitcoin caches are there? How many like, you right. know, Neo is trying to be a better Ethereum, right? So like what, there has to be a copycat or some competitor link. Uh, right. What what what, 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 what's that called? Or how can people look at that to compare? Right. So the, the idea would be to one identify projects which are trying to position themselves or um, leverage themselves as Oracle uh, solutions for smart right. contracts, um, and then um, identify the major players that are actually making headway in that. So one of them right now would actually be Band Protocol, right? Okay. And the associated token is called Band B A N D. Um, okay. And they're actually doing some of the same. Uh, same processes and levels of innovation that Chainlink is doing, but they have their own spin on it, which is um, still based on some of the principles of the ERC-20 uh, platform. However, they've actually built on a different um, blockchain network, not Ethereum, but the Polkadot network. Okay, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but Band is um, actually doing pretty well as far as its its growth and its market cap positioning. And it's, um, I believe Band is trading right now, if I'm not mistaken. It's at a, wait, no, that's Bancorp, not Band. Band protocol is number 93. So it's trading at $4.53. Right, $4.53. Um, at a year aggregate, its growth is of 644%. Oof, right. I'm looking at the air. Uh, it's up 250, 246% in the last 30 days. Correct. Um, so, okay. Well, 
and it's still ranked number 93. So obviously there's probably a lot more to go, you know, again, do your own research, but you know, this is probably something that we're looking at. I think, I think an interesting way to, to invest is to think thematically and thematically there is a hole to, to fill within blockchains and oracles and these solutions are that. Uh, or a potential. And so then you can kind of look at which projects are doing it and which projects based on the price and adoption, which one might make sense to invest in. Or maybe you even create a portfolio um, of of all of them just to see, and then basically one of them is gonna hit. Um, so it's in something interesting, obviously. So this is a great introduction. Um, so if everybody wants to, uh, everybody wants to learn more about it, you know, you could do, uh, you could, um, you could check you know, YouTube, um, you could check, we'll link to the chain of websites. Obviously there's crypto blogs. Um, any, any other ones, Kofi? Yeah, you can um, obviously check social media too. That's a great tool for, um, you know, learning. Uh, Udemy, Sversity, uh, even the Chainlink website or, you know, other blockchain uh, project websites. One of the, the mainstays or main themes that I'm seeing within blockchain is now there's an explicit push to make their uh, projects very digestible for mm. people to understand, right? Because the better people can understand them, the more confidence that they gain in, uh, you know, the success of the project. And so that obviously drives market adoption, investment, speculation, and whatnot. So, you know, if you go to some of these websites, they'll have not only like an official white paper, but then they'll have like a one-liner paper that they deem, you know, or um, summarized uh, descriptions that are kind of really uh, conducive to allowing like a layman or an amateur to understand what the, the larger scope of the project is, you know. I love it. I love it, man. That's one of those things where um, years ago, crypto was, crypto and blockchain kind of was focused on being this like very closed off um exclusive network of people that could kind of just right. throw out technical terms and all that kind of stuff. Um, and they realized for this thing to actually work, you need the masses to get into it. And so the masses mm-hmm. getting into it are not going to happen if they don't, if they can't on, you know, your, your white papers are not in English. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I agree. Also, man, this is great. Like I said, we want to, you know, I think we, we packed in a lot of information in a short period of time. We are going to have these short digestible quick, quicker episodes this season um because like it's not a you know obviously we want to introduce you to it but it's on 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 all of you to do your research and kind of get into action but if you end up looking at this project you have feedback um reach out you know obviously uh leave comments you can email us um you could hit up hit us up on all the different um uh platforms we're at so coin game on twitter coin game on ig um, I'm my personal IG and Twitter is Fritz Chain, um, and you know share 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 this out, man. We're on all your uh, favorite uh, podcast platforms. Um, and Kofi, if people want to reach out to you, um, how, how can they find you? Yeah, they can uh, find me primarily on Instagram. My Instagram handle is at Robert Scuzz, so that's R O B E R T S C U Z. Um, at some point, um, there'll probably be a transition into uh, launching some centralized point of contact that's specific to crypto. Um, me and my other partners um, and our official 
holding company called Ramsey's Holdings. We uh, we're looking to edify that heading into 2020 as a as a official project. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, we can't wait. All right, well, cool, man. We definitely gonna link to that in show notes. Um, and uh, thanks for your time and and thanks for listening. <laughs>